0: For today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Nikhil Pandey, also known as Captain Sinbad on YouTube. And he is a software consultant by day, an occasional YouTuber who makes videos mixing topics in personal development with movie analysis, filmmaking, and comedy. He connected with my content over a mutual appreciation for synchronicities, the law of attraction, and the notion of the compound effect. The idea that small daily implementations can create huge results. Over time. He lives in Minnesota with his wife and two dogs. Just kidding. He has neither of those things, the loser. And if you couldn't tell, I did not write that intro. Now let's get into it. Welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Palacios. Join me as I interview interesting and empowering people, discuss spirituality, mindset, business, and much more. My intention is to always remind you your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. Now let's open our minds and hearts and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Taking Back Your Power. I'm excited today because I have somebody who I've wanted to interview for such a long time. Ever since I came across his video, like probably two years ago, I think I saw your first video, Nikhil. And Nikhil, you are a YouTuber. You do so many incredible things, and I would love for you to introduce yourself to my audience today. Welcome.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I've, I've- I've known about you for maybe, yeah, I'd say about a year. Um, And yeah, I've loved your stuff for a long time. I'm, I I think at my deepest root, I'm an aspiring actor, but my day job is as a software consultant. I started the YouTube channel two years ago and um, I've always been someone who's had sort of a tumultuous relationship with spirituality and things like the law of attraction. I've often pursued topics such as spirituality or the kind of um, new agey like uh, like a masculine or really personal ambition take on spirituality uh, because I was just trying to do this thing that was so like everyone told you told me it was impossible so I would try to like you know visualize visualize my way into (laughs) getting auditions and stuff and so that's when I came across a lot of your videos some time ago. You've been on YouTube for a little bit and it's it's cool to go into the backlog also and see like how a person's channel has changed over time. Um, I feel like you are right now on the cusp of like a whole new level to your content. It seems almost like that from just from an outsider perspective. So I'm, I'm guessing your channel is about to go through a new surge shortly, but that's, I'm, I am, I am a person who has been interested in topics like, Uh, spirituality also mixed with the sense of practicality. And so that's where my channel started like two years ago. It was just like ideas that I could think about uh, for how you could like make progress as an artist or creative. And initially it was just to document like, hey, I'm," uh, you know, when I started the channel, I was like completely unemployed. And it was just like Mm -hmm. me briefly sharing like, okay, I'm actually studying for this digital marketing course Uh, I'm doing. I was like, it's funny to go back into into the log because I'm like, oh, you you can actually see, you know, uh, like a guy slowly trying to figure it out. Um, Up until I realized after three months of doing it, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't just documenting. This could be a part of the art as well. So at that point, I decided to take channel the channel in more like filmmaking, storytelling perspective to take some of my what I'm passionate about and put it back into like the videos themselves. So that's how it all sort of started out. And I think, yeah, in the modern world, everyone is a bit of everything. So that's what's been fun about this too.
0: Yeah, I do notice that about your content. Thank you so much. I I feel like it is a, a new beginning for my content, but for your content, what really resonates with me is how you mesh that filmmaking aspect along with the, here's my journey, you know, being a YouTuber, And also the self-help or the growth because you have, I mean, if you guys haven't checked out Captain Sinbad on YouTube, which is Nikhil's channel, he literally creates, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Every time I watch a video, it's something new. It's something fresh. Sometimes you do like Gary V impersonations or Casey Neistat or, you know, all these big creators or motivational speakers and you create your own kind of like poking fun at their whole thing while also giving value and content to those watching. So I've seen your channel grow from, I remember I, I, when I started watching you, I think you had maybe 50K, if that, subscribers. Um, and then now I notice you you have over 200, 300,000 now.
1: Something like that. Yeah. It, so with the whole poking fun at people thing, that wasn't motivated to like as a sort of inspiration or anything it was really <laughs> like a strategy move cuz i was yes. like poking around first of all i have this passion for like uh, acting i'm probably like a 6 out of 10 impersonator but i was like uh i have this passion for acting i'm like better than average at it and i realized all the biggest channels are comedy channels so i was like mm-hmm. oh, I, like you make a you you put 20 hours into a video you research a bunch uh you write out a script you film the b roll and you work with sound design and it gets maybe fifty thousand views and then you just act like a complete jerk for two minutes just impersonating <laughs> someone and it'll get like three hundred thousand views. So I was like, I can't just do that because it would like kill my soul to just be a, a jerk all the time. <laughs> but but I was like, maybe if I did one of those, then some of those people would stick for the next one and they'd be like, oh, it's it is a bit of both. Uh so that's where that strategy came from. And now I'm it's honestly, it's getting so weird. Like my latest video is like this King Arthur narrative where I'm like in the woods in the snowstorm or a a thunderstorm with a sword out. Just it's like, why am I doing this? But I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that is so important when you're doing content creation is you don't I don't see that your content is defined by any one way. It's like you're not rigid in your approach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you are able to bring in so many people and so many different aspects. You know, so many, you kind of bridge the gap between all these different niches, like the comedy and the self-help and the commentary and, you know, all these different things, which is so new and fresh, because I feel like on YouTube these days, everything is kind of like very boxed in. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're doing is genius. It's brilliant. And I think a lot of people who are aspiring content creators should look at that because like you said, everyone is kind of a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I myself, I feel called to make content on all types of different things, but it doesn't really fit in my niche, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what was it that really inspired you to just kind of push away that idea of niches and being super rigid and just go for what you enjoy?
1: You know, theoretically, you could think that I'm gonna niche down and I'm gonna make videos about this one thing. And when a person goes onto my channel, they can very clearly see one unifying thing. And uh, some people totally kill it by working in that way. But I find that the biggest barrier is simply making anything and i would rather give myself the flexibility and freedom to get anything out there and it, sometimes like one week i just feel like i want to be funny and one week i'm just like insanely serious and i want to do this very dark piece and i don't want to like give my like, give myself the mm-hmm. deny myself the freedom to make a video just because i have a comedy channel or just because i have a personal self improvement channel Uh, And also, I have this feeling like self improvement by itself is a very uninspired niche in many ways. Like you, you would think as someone who just always is consuming self help content, it makes it seem like that's all there is on the internet. But really, the majority of YouTube is like you know, there's like pranksters, there's there's Mm -hmm. political commentary, there's all this crazy stuff that I I I don't even ever see. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, the people who are obsessed with how to live a better life. In some ways, that's kind of just a sad theme for a channel in my opinion you're just kind of like how how can i be better you're just always worried and so that that thing that was like one fear and then the thing with the comedy was comedy is like one of the highest arts in my opinion to get people to laugh is like Mm -hmm. one of the great ambitions there's like this line in theater um dying is easy comedy is hard which is like comedy is like the biggest top top thing but i'm like but that by itself maybe doesn't have the soul so i was like i'll just give myself permission to do both just, just be creative and make videos that you yourself would be happy to watch if possible.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And it's interesting how you have a theater background. I also have a... Well, you actually are an actor. I have a theater background. And that was one of my biggest passions growing up ever since... Probably till I got to college that kind of... You know, I put it on the back burner, but I loved the idea of acting theater. I was into method acting and I studied it so much And it's kind of what led me to YouTube because I didn't have, other than, you know, being in plays in high school and, you know, taking part in these things, I really didn't have another outlet because my parents didn't really allow that for me. They kind of said, oh, you know, it's interesting. And they didn't, they wanted me to have a normal career and job and all that. But it's funny because YouTube is now my full-time thing. And it's kind of bridging that gap of, okay, I'm creating content and I'm, you know, being in front of the camera, which I love. And for me, mm-hmm. YouTube was just kind of a natural thing. Like I started YouTube back when I was in, I think I was 16. And I was yeah. just like making it videos and like makeup tutorials in my room. And I enjoyed like different makeup looks and, you know, dressing up differently in each video and kind of portraying a character in each video. And kind of the self-help side, law of attraction side started for me because I went through a hard time. Mm -hmm. And that's when my videos kind of moved in that direction because before it was very beauty and makeup and that to me was very superficial. And I was like, there's more, you know, that can be done on YouTube. And I was probably, I remember when I started talking about the law of attraction and all that was back in 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there really wasn't too much of that other than Abraham Hicks and, you know, these older you know more established gurus, if if you will, and yeah. that was was that's what inspired me. I was like, you know what? There's so many people who are struggling and probably have the same questions as me. And I had a bunch of comments and people saying, "Oh, you should talk more about this. You should talk more about that." So that's when it kind of segued into that. But that's interesting what you say about self help because I feel the same way. The self improvement that I feel that people are constantly chasing that next high or chasing that next improvement, like more morning routines, more of this, I need to meditate more, do all this. And while that's all incredible and it is helpful to do those things, I think the problem that we have a lot in modern day spirituality is this chasing kind of like a linear progression. So yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, on you know self-improvement and how that has impacted your life.
1: It probably hasn't helped me that much if I think about it. You know, I, I, I it feels kind of weird to say, but um, I think now that I think about it, I came across you. It's so weird how life has changed in just a few years, but I came across <laughs> you when I was in LA because it was in Los Angeles. Out of college, I moved to LA to pursue Hollywood. And, you know, that's when I needed it the mm-hmm. most. I was totally broke for the most part. So I would like listen to everyone. And you're right. It, it was a majority of like just... uh women i was like i would even watch Leo alexandra aaron dowdy uh, yeah uh, I, that's when i came across you you had a much smaller channel back then and i was like i don't i had no reference you know for what, who anyone else, who anyone was and uh, at times i would just listen to things like bob proctor or abraham hicks um esther hicks to just feel good because she would just say you know like if you're feeling stressed out just take a nap and uh i was like well okay yeah and Um, I think on some level, I am inclined to think that there is kind of like an undercurrent uh, of uh, where you just get into, I think law of attraction and flow state have a lot in common. And you just, when you're feeling good, when you're feeling focused, when your mind is almost no mind, which in Taoism, you know, they call it Wu Wei, then yeah, you can just like, Mm -hmm. it's like everything you do turns to gold. It's like your day is magical. You just pick up the phone, you call the right person, boom, you've got the next thing planned out. It's awesome. Uh, you can't make mistakes some days it's just like no matter what you try no matter how much you focus or how much pre-production you did it just keeps falling apart so i think having a good vibration having a good state all of that is deeply valuable um but i think on the other end if you are like struggling or if you are having a hard time like what a lot of the law of attraction community does is like not acknowledge how brute force can also save your life like just Screw your vibration. Drink a bunch of alcohol, but send out a thousand emails uh, to everyone who could help you and something will happen. Who cares? You know, like there is, there is also a, there's almost like an amorality to the world. There is a chaos in it where you can like thrive in the chaos as well. You don't have to be eating kale and um, like just thinking good thoughts to get shit done. And so I think I would, I've, I've sort of yo-yoed between the extremes thinking, you know what, screw the law of attraction. It's never helped me. And also being like, you know what? Generally speaking, it's not just about a materialistic project, one thing to the next. It also is about cultivating a sense of well-being for the collective society. I would say it's good to to have a bit of both aspects to you, like the healer and the warrior. But I would love to hear your thoughts about it, because I feel like as someone who sometimes you're in it, I, I think there's also a process of discovery when everyone is turning to Isabel, to, for the answers to these things. So uh, on some level you must have like wrestled with these very deeply, these questions, thing like, Oh, other people are asking me about this now. It's um, some people's lives depend on this. So what should I say?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And I totally agree with that. You know, the passive, I, I come from a culture that teaches you hard work, And our culture here in the United States is very much in your feelings. Things need to be easier, this and this and that. You know, that kind of things need to get better and better and better, this progressive mentality. And Mm -hmm. I believe that that mentality of things have to get better, things have to be perfect, or else something is wrong with me. That mentality, I think, breeds a lot of mediocrity in people. And I believe that life is a mix of things. There are teachings about Abraham Hicks that I don't resonate with. And there are people who will say the same thing. You have to be doing this or doing that, and you shouldn't be forcing and this and that. But I am a lot like you, where I've noticed that in the times in my past where I was in a really dark place, I have had to literally push myself out of them mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, you know, get yourself out of bed And a lot of that was, it bred a lot of growth in my life. And that's why I tell people, if you're going through a hard time, don't beat yourself up for going through a hard time. Don't blame other people. Don't get into that victim state. Ask yourself, what are you meant to learn from this time in your life? And I think as we're going through this difficulty right now collectively, You know, in the world, in the United States, we're seeing lots of civil unrest. We're seeing lots of, you know, anger and, you know, the pandemic and all these different things. And people are afraid and they Mm -hmm. want to feel good because this is totally uncomfortable and this is totally out of the norm unless you are from a country or a place that has had civil unrest and violence. And a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. And I will say this that, yes. Being positive is important, but you shouldn't force yourself to be in a toxic positivity mindset because Mm -hmm. it really makes you weaker. And I say that with all the love, but truly, if you're not able to face things and you're not able to face your own shadow and face your fears or face difficult situations, then you're only going to fall back into a powerless state. But once you rise above them and you face those things, you become truly powerful. And I believe that with all my heart. And yeah, that's that's interesting. How would you get into let's say somebody has been struggling for a long time or even for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. how did you get to this place where you are now where you are able to balance, you know, your YouTube and your job and being creative and doing what you love, while also, you know, dealing with struggle.
1: Yeah, I guess like making a good income was I realize has to be devoid of uh, everything else. So um, I actually like became very like surgical <laughs> in that in that pursuit, where I was like, okay um i i want to be a, an actor i, I want to make my own movies first of all i didn't I had no idea that you were a theater kid just like me so we're also a drama nerd so we should we do a, a sketch or a something like that <laughs> but i think you actually it in
0: for sure i'm a bit rusty
1: um, no i'd be i'd be excited to see you act that'd be dope um yeah but I, for me it was like honestly this is going to sound very devoid of everything else we've talked about but it's like, realize that no matter what your background is, you have you are capable of generating and learning skills right now that is like, objectively, there is a demand for in the market. And like, uh, it doesn't matter what part mm-hmm. of the world you're in, although it does help, you know, like some, some countries are just wealthier than others. But you can you can find out skills um, to capitalize on and you can learn them through the internet. You can put yourself in a position... Of progress and it seems like i don't know maybe it's because there's so many online gurus now who are just like teaching people about how to make money and it just sounds so crazy you know you're just like uh it's just impossible to trust them but there are objectively ways where you can learn things apply them and individually change your life um today and i think that's i'd like removed that feeling for myself of having to be an actor i said okay i need to actually make enough money where I'm never thinking about money. And um, like, if I am going to be an actor, I'll still be an actor at 50 if I truly am one. So let's figure this first thing out. So that's when I Mm -hmm. like kind of had to like kill my ego a little bit and learn digital marketing. And uh, instead of trying to go out for just TV and film roles, which I have had an agent in LA for that time, I was like, you know what, if I want to act, it's probably got to be theater because that's the only thing I'd be able to book. And I think that's how I I slowly, very, very slowly managed to shift the tides because I decided to learn something outside of that main industry and I decided to see what was available to me I am kind of a believer in this idea of wherever your life circumstances or whatever terrain you're trying to improve just aim for 30% more don't aim for like the clouds just just get a little bit better but 30% once you're actually there is actually a pretty big deal
0: yeah that reminds me of that book Atomic Habits how you know you've read that book yeah I have Yeah. Yeah, And I I think that
1: productivity YouTuber is just always talking about that
0: book. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true because it's like a compounding effect. It's better to be there, you know, at least 1% each day than doing this whole overhaul overnight. You know what I mean? And that's what people don't see about progression and, you know, getting better. It's better if you try to learn one skill, you know, try learning a skill right now, whatever you can, that's online might not be in a typical um, what's the, I keep forgetting my words.
1: Yeah, like corporate space
0: Yeah. Like not in a typical, you know, student or corporate setting, mm-hmm. but doing what you can with what you have. And I completely agree with that. And so this idea of the ego, mm-hmm. which is such a difficult thing for a lot of people to grasp. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people are majorly in their ego. Sure. What do you think is the or was the path for you or your journey towards overcoming the ego and realizing hmm that's my ego
1: hmm that's a tough one I feel like a lot of youtubers are <laughs> their ego you know it's like it's like this is my channel I, I do whatever no matter what I do everyone's like damn you're really great so it's it's very hard it's very easy to get stuck in it but I for me I think what I started to do was um just tell myself i'm not that special like i know that's Mm -hmm. uh kind of a negative sounding thing to say but i was like you know what get rid of all expectations that you were you were destined for anything you know just like acknowledge the fact that uh you were born in america you're like not hungry you know, even if the worst case scenario happened for your your own mind, it's good. It would be totally fine. Even if you were just like a janitor your whole life, that would probably still be a very decent life if you wanted it to be. So just get out of your head that anything needs to happen, um, or that someone is getting ahead of you or isn't. Just just get rid of that expectation, and then just focus on the doing. Once you focus on the act of doing that next thing that's available to you, because like no matter where you are, you have two or three things that you could do that seem boring right now but like i mean it doesn't it doesn't even take that long like five years ago you probably had zero subscribers or close to and now now mm-hmm. when someone looks at you you probably seem like a like someone who you they couldn't even talk to like a behemoth on social media <laughs> to an outsider that's what it would seem like right like it seemed with for me i mm-hmm. wouldn't have thought that i could uh, a year ago i wouldn't have th- thought that i would be talking to you because you're like a big youtuber and so th- th- it seems like you <laughs> know it seems like it seems like everything is like so impossibly far away, but you do have two or three things that you could do right now um that that once you actually started doing it, it would seem really cool, like okay, you can't get an h b o show you can try out for this play that pays uh seven hundred dollars over the course of three months, yeah, but it's a play like that's that's not zero it's it's not the h b o show but it's a play. Or you know, I could make my first YouTube video on 240p on my cell phone. That's that's still like uh, a, a presentation of sorts. That's still art on some level. And I guess you just take it from there. And it, it and once you start doing it, I don't know. Maybe you'll. I think you'll probably agree with me. Once you're doing it, it's fun. It's only when you start thinking about, um, I don't know what you what should have happened by now that it's that you're unhappy.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the key. And I think that since we live in this time where everything is so instantaneous, people want things right now. If not, if they don't have it right now, then it's a failure. Mm-hmm. And it totally goes to say that if we choose every single day to just do one thing towards what it is that we want, whether it is taking that play or... Or, you know, being an extra or, you know, just taking those small steps, eventually those small steps add up to something bigger. Mm. And like you said, we have to enjoy the process, enjoy the process of creation. And that's the biggest question I get from people who are starting YouTube or any kind of social media or creativity is that they say well i don't I have zero subscribers, nobody's watching my videos. How do I continue i'm you know I've been at this mm-hmm. for x x amount of months, and one thing one thing that I really got hammered in my brain was from Gary V mm-hmm. from like twenty fourteen when I started watching him was patience, yeah, and I am such a testament for patience because I have literally been on YouTube for like 10 years and I didn't, when I started YouTube and I was doing it, I didn't have anybody watching. I didn't have hardly any subscribers. And Mm -hmm. what kept me in that for so long was that I enjoyed the process. And it's kind of like when nobody's watching you, you don't have that pressure now that you, you know, maybe you empathize or you can, you know, understand this, but when you have a lot of people watching you, and you put those expectations, and those people put expectations on you. It becomes a lot more hard to create. I feel like totally, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember so, like
1: one time uh, it was. I started January 2019 with like five thousand subscribers, and I, I had a no way. Yeah, I had a surge in January. Yeah, from January to December, I went from five thousand to 180k wow <laughs> and my or anyone wondering how i did it i, I only give myself one rule which is it has to, i have to make 100 videos this year and uh-huh. it doesn't matter um and it that that rule like i've I've fallen off that track now because i now i am kind of like taking my time because i know that the people will be there so i can it can be more in, like thoughtful about what i want to get out rather than just like just throwing anything out there um but uh like i remember I got uh, 10,000 subscribers in a week and I, that was the most miserable I was in that time. Cause it took me a full eight months to get the first 5,000 subscribers. Then I got 10 K in a week. And I was like, none of these people know me. And I'm just like, I have to upload twice a week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh God, uh, what, what do they want from me? And I think it was, maybe like a law of attraction video that did well. So it was a bunch of female subscribers, which had never <laughs> happened on my channel before. It was just a bunch of dudes just talking about their stuff. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to, I was like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> this, this is a dude fest. Um, I felt stressed out. So I think you. It is, it's almost a benefit to grow slowly because you also, you become the kind of content creator who is worthy of, um, of, a feeling confident enough to share with that many people.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and it becomes confident. part of your identity.
1: Yeah, you seem super confident on camera. Is, did that happen slowly, or, or do you still feel like, do you ever start shooting A-roll and are just like, God damn it, I hate this?
0: <laughs> no, you know what? It's like second nature for me to be on camera. I've, oh, always, like ever since I was a little girl, my dad was always like filming home movies. I was like always very much. Enjoyed being in front of crowds, but it's funny because I was deathly shy. Like, unless I was on stage, performing, or singing, or whatever, I was so shy. And it's kind of like that. Like, I'm not shy very much anymore, but when I get on camera, it's just like second nature. Turn on the camera, and I talk. It's just we. I don't know how to describe it. People ask me that a lot, Mm -hmm. and I guess it's just one of my God-given talents, I would say, to be in front of a camera. Um, right. but yeah, I totally, I totally resonate with that is that idea that, okay. Cause when I found your videos, I think the first video I watched of yours was like, um, it was, what was it? It was, I think it was like, um, I don't want to say it was a no fap video, but it was like, um, something along the lines of masculine energy.
1: Oh yeah, this is this is these are the moments that I live for. Is about <laughs> you saying the word nofap. I just I know this is going to be a, a landmark for the Captain Sinbad channel. I was like, I got her to say it, guys. She's she's she
0: knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally did. yeah, that's. It, went, it was just five months. This is how you grow a channel, you know. When you're when you're shooting off your cell phone, you yell. You just take your shirt off, you yell into it about how great it is to not jerk off and you will get men men who will support (laughs) you (laughs) is that the audience you want (laughs) it is of course (laughs) yeah yeah. i did do a lot of nofap and (laughs) masculine i didn't have anything else to you know that that was that is what is preoccupies the mind of every 25 year old and it's now it's been a solid almost i want to say 10 months nine Nine ten months since any video of mine has had the word nofap in it, but it's still like every DM and every like every <laughs> every 30th continent, they'll be like, Bro, this video is so good. By the way, are you still retaining your semen? And I'm like, Is this it? Am I is this all that will ever happen to me? Like what if I do it on Pitty It won't leave. So <laughs>
0: Well, I think a lot of people probably found you around that time because yeah, that's yeah, when I found yeah. you, and I think that's when I subscribed because I was like, "This is different." I had never come across, like, you know, other than I, like pickup artists. Yeah, well, you, how do you? Yeah, is, and like, I, I'm
1: so surprised that this showed up on your feed. But um, yeah, I would watch these guys. I mean, I think this is actually the true reason why I thought I could be on YouTube because. There, there were a lot of no-fap YouTube, exclusively no-fap YouTubers back in those days, and I would watch these guys, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, they're such idiots!" Like I could totally do this. Um, yeah, no, there's so like, much. Yeah, but that yeah. said if there are, I don't know what percent I don't know what your demographics look like, but um, I think it it really is a, a very important thing for men. Firstly, it does come from. Um, like there are roots to it in indian Vedic culture there is there are a number of references to um how some sort of like sexual restraint just makes you more potent in the world and mm-hmm. um i don't know its it sounds like a complete bro science when I say it now, but like when i first started <laughs> really started doing it, it um yeah it, it like everything it, it it becomes much easier to finish things and and I also think that um ultimately like sometimes i had been getting messages from women like one out of a thousand viewers is a girl and she's like hey what is nofap and then i'm like okay (laughs) i'm just like you're like well aren't you kind of like ruining uh sex for people's relationships because now my partner is just afraid to get intimate with me and i'm like you know maybe you you do it in like um a restrained way, but there's still, there's still like intimacy is still allowed, of course, but all I'm, all I'm saying is all they're really pushing is for men to have discipline with themselves. And what, what that ends up happening, mm-hmm. you actually end up having a deeper relationship. Like you're just like, you have more attraction to give to a person. And so ultimately it's like, there's more romance, there's more lust, there's more, um, I don't know, a feeling of excite, excite, excitement and expansion. In your life, so I I still stand by it. I just realized at some point I have to stop talking about this, otherwise, it's just this. This Mm -hmm. is it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I agree. And that's probably what intrigued me so much is because we have this vision in society and this kind of stereotype in society that men are kind of these really overly sexual creatures that can't limit their urges and all that, and. That's one thing is like, well, it's really interesting that there are men who are taking part of this and are working towards discipline because i I agree that there has to be discipline of the body. And so seeing this niche of you know young men who are you know advocating for that and discipline was different, and I like that because I believe that sexual energy is the driving force of all creation. And it's very sacred, not in kind of like, a, oh, I'm going to clutch my pearls and, you know, be a virgin. like we, in our, as our society has conditioned us that kind of holding off from sex is like bad. And mm-hmm. I think that as we realize that we are spiritual beings and that, that sexual energy is literally energy that you can use to manifest it, you know, it, it, it makes you more, more in tune and connected that's when mm-hmm. we can kind of say okay well there is truth to that and i've seen it myself you know in my own life i i believe mm-hmm. that you shouldn't sleep with somebody for myself i'm not going to sleep with somebody who's you know who i'm not in love with or i'm not in, in a you know committed relationship with and whenever mm-hmm. i was younger i didn't believe that at all you know mm-hmm. and as you go through these kind of stages or stages of awakening in your life you begin to realize all of that so i mean it's interesting because it's not just a thing for men or, you know, the that community, but it, it holds true for a lot of people's lives. It's just about releasing that stigma around it and not seeing it as something so weird and say, well, it's your body and you can control it however you want. And a lot of, you know, the things outside of us, kind of like media or social media or pornography, all that stuff is just used to hijack your consciousness. Mm -hmm. and keep you away from your most powerful self, which I believe the ability to manifest, the ability to create whatever it is, is something innate. We were born with it. But as we go through life, we're conditioned away from that power. And then Mm. we get to where we are now as a society where people feel very powerless and very weakened. So I totally, I totally understand it, even though, (laughs) yeah, Mm. on YouTube, it can be kind of overblown and, you know, used in nefarious ways, if you will. But I think um, it's very interesting. So I wanted to ask you, what books would you recommend somebody who is, you know, going through a transformational period or wants to become, quote unquote, their best selves? What has helped you?
1: Uh, The the Compound Effect and or The Slight Edge, that's this, they're pretty much the same book written by different people. But it, it just really drills into this idea of having hope About your life while doing small things. And it helps you keep that patience, that long term perspective of like, I can get this done. I can make things look different two years from now. Maybe I can't make things look different for the next six months. But if I keep doing these certain things that should work, it will make a difference. Like if I learned an hour a day, despite how terrible my life circumstance may be right now, like I can make it look very different. And I'm finally at the place in my life where I'm like seeing the results of that, you know, where. Um, various aspects of my life that I'd, I only had hoped, uh, like I hoped I, I was good enough to make this thing happen. It's it's happening. And it, um, it, it's all because of that compound effect where you do what you can each day, y- even though it's a little bit, you know, like I'm going to meditate today. I'm going to work out today. I'm going to learn today. I'm going to reach out to people through networking, marketing emails, whatever it has to be um, in the moment, it doesn't seem like anything is happening. And then once it collectively moves forward, forward, you realize that life is actually decently long and five years from now, it can be completely, completely rehauled. So when things are bad, you hold on to that faith of taking that small action, even though it doesn't show you results in the moment. So that's probably like books number one and two. Um, number three, the autobiography of Malcolm X, just, Mm. uh, the ultimate story of transformation the guy was like a drug addict a pimp he was in prison he was uh known as satan he would prowl around prison cursing because he was in he was having terrible withdrawal symptoms Mm. and he totally reinvented himself through uh well through his faith and through anger but that all before he could like enter malcolm x 2.0 he was assassinated but he was a very cool Mm. person i think one of the best books i've ever read um there's this book, Thought Power by Swami Vivekanand, um, which basically is like the the book that convinced me that things like the law of attraction do exist with things like, uh, you know, getting um, spirituality advice from a YouTuber. It's still it's still slightly nefarious. You don't know. You have to go based off a of feeling on who you, you want to tune into and listen to, because if there's money involved or if there's fame involved, then people's instincts and people's motives get diluted but for a guy who just all he ever did was like meditate and and like tell people to live boldly he had nothing to gain really by comparison mm-hmm. so that book is pretty crazy it'll it basically his answer to everything is almost like a, a war general like oh i'm so scared i don't know what and he's just like hark to me go forward <laughs> act courageously and so you're like okay Sure, Swamiji, I'll do that. Um, but it's a great book. Um, and then, you know, I would say Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, but I would actually say that book, you read so much of it, you can't understand Jack's book. So I would just say, just, uh, Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, is the stoicism book that I would recommend.
0: I tried listening to that on Audible, and I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't get on – on I just I don't know. I can't listen to audiobooks unless the narrator's super engaging and something about oh, sure. him. But I'm gonna pick up the Wait Ron Holiday. Yeah. Oh his, his
1: his voice and his tone is very like monotone.
0: Yeah, I think that's what his it writing was.
1: Writing his writing skills are like next to none, so strong. But he has like a, a force of charisma is not terribly high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I did read the Daily Stoic by him. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty oh, good. Yeah um
1: but yeah marcus
0: aurelius
1: yeah i mean i've made a bunch of videos on marcus aurelius and i don't understand (sighs) meditations at all like like, uh,
0: did you read the physical copy
1: um no i read i own a physical copy but when i read it it was off like a pdf
0: okay i'm i listened to it on audible and it makes more sense to I'm me not, that way
1: I maybe I was just reading it too fast you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that way with certain books some books I can read through it and some I have to listen to mm-hmm. because I'm I'm more I work well with audio and visual mm-hmm. um, but for some books it doesn't work that way but so are you a practicer of stoicism
1: I'm not a very good practice I'm a believer in it and a bad practitioner I think I, I, <laughs> I do strive to be more and more you know honest with my channel and um i'm trying to be very open about my you know like how ordinary i am because people can very easily conflate you into like a perfect person Mm -hmm. so um I, i i'm a believer in stoicism i believe in uh looking at your surroundings objectively focusing on your locus of control taking action and not worrying about the results that's also very tied to the bhagavad gita which is like our the, the religious texts of the Hindus. So I, I think those things you cannot go wrong when you focus on such things. Uh, and even like some of the darker things, like f- remembering that you will die or negative visualization. I think those things ultimately, when you think about those things very gently, they make you better. Obviously, I don't think it's good to like um, let that thought seep your mind or get emotionally invested in that thought at all. But like just gently being like, yeah, it, it helps put urgency in perspective on time. Mm-hmm. i did have a question for you just out of curiosity so um have you ever considered like leveraging your channel for because you are such a strong presenter far far more photogenic and presentable than i and and strong with your words it seems like you can just you can just like uh pull them out of air whereas i have to like script out every word have you ever considered like transitioning to like um Damn, I don't even know. I guess Entertainment Weekly would be too lowly of a status, but something in the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> Um, whether it is acting or presenting, because I feel like you could probably be successful there.
0: Yeah, you know, that's always something that I've been told, like, you know, go, go into journalism, you know, news anchor or all that. And that was something I looked at for sure. Mm-hmm. But I am definitely more of a, surprisingly, I'm a very private person. Mm and i like to keep to myself in that sense so i i like what i have on youtube um eventually i after you know the pandemic is over what i am expanding to is you know doing live events speaking events things like that because i enjoy connecting with people i enjoy just you know sharing and and putting information out there and sharing my journey in that sense But yeah, that is something I I have thought about it, but it never really resonated with me because I, I have my, (laughs) I guess I have my uh, skepticism towards media through uh, towards, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the news and all that. And I, I just, I don't like the direction it's in. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually studied political science in, in college. And my, my, my idea was to, you know, go on to law school, get into politics And that was my focus. But for me, spiritually, it just didn't align for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I I think that, you know, this is a time where we are going through a lot of, you know, transitions and, you know, things are breaking down. And I've, I've kind of noticed this trend happening within the last 10 years, I would say, is that, you know, things are kind of shifting from that old mindset to a different type, different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where things head from here. But one thing that you said that I, you know, just clicked in my mind is that idea of, you know, we're all going to die someday. And I think that's the idea from Stoicism, memento Mori, that really is ingrained in my mind and why we shouldn't take Things so seriously, mm-hmm. you know, why we shouldn't be so hung up or have so much attachment towards where you are currently in life, because life is currently, I mean, it's constantly changing. It's constantly ebbs and flows and everything is temporary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the one thing about stoicism that, that really just resonates is not, you know, being hung up on this, you know, this thing right here, or this thing, or, you know, looking off into the future is like taking each and every single day as an individual life. You know, that's what, what really sticks with me. But it's interesting what you said, um, about how you are very real about your own struggle, that you're not a, you know, perfect human being. Nobody <laughs> is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So if not stoicism, what do you think has been the the biggest driving force behind your creativity or what you do in life?
1: Hmm. Yeah, where do certain things just come from? You know, someone had given me like this phrase, like God whispered something in your ear before you were born, when you were just a vibration. And that, that <laughs> that. oh, I think you had also just put up an Instagram post today about like, it was a quote from V for Vendetta, an idea uh, can spread. I think that some, some of us, I mean, everyone has um, something that was whispered to them metaphorically and so Mm -hmm. some things just seep out of you they emerge out of you and going back to you know that unsavory (laughs) topic of nofap it's like um certain certain disciplines they do kind of reveal that to you a little more where you're like oh i just i'm getting ideas and i don't know there's just something i want to share there's something i want to do and maybe i didn't have the i didn't i just wasn't sharp enough to hear it before but i can get these ideas now and i can um do something with them, it, it all just becomes very exciting when you realize like, oh, I have something to share. I have something to tell and I'm capable of telling it finally, just because I've got the the courage and the mental clarity to go ahead and do it. You have it very easily. Damn, I wish I, I, I still bring it back to that, but be like, I don't know how much time you spend scripting. I spend, I, I spend like three hours writing out every word in a video. <laughs>
0: so, um, Sometimes I do that, yeah. it depends.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, where does creativity come from? Where does uh, inspiration come from? I think it does come from a very deep primal source within each of us. And the cool thing is that I'm sure everyone has it is just certain things unlock it more than others. You know, when you are sober and you've been meditating a lot and you've been eating clean, you're you're just more receptive to good ideas um, when you just have a positive <laughs> outlook on the world or or somehow your emotions translate something to you uh, that can be it's like one form of energy turning into some into the next thing and mm-hmm. that's i gotta say that's been the best feeling uh out of like i've made like 180 or so videos there were probably like four where i just made exactly what i wanted to make and it just totally worked like uh people told me that this thing i believed about myself was true like okay, I, it seems stupid, but I did watch this Gary V once because I was just out of time. Like I didn't I didn't script out a video for a Wednesday, and I was just out of time. And I was like, ah shoot! Like I I have this I made this commitment to myself to make a video twice a week, and so I was like, what can I do? I was like, can I pretend to be Gary V? And then I tried <laughs> it, and it worked. Um, and I was like, that that was something that I had only hoped would be true about myself, that I could mimic someone. Or, or more recently, I made this video that was kind of like a dramatic narrative piece. I was like, I, I really am, like this idea of not just talking about David Goggins and mental toughness, but showing like how a guy literally wills himself out of a bad place uh, with his mental toughness. I was like, can I put a dramatic story in there? Or is it going to be super cringe when I cry on camera? And I was like, shoot, let me just try it. And so stuff like that, I think it's it requires a mental clarity. It requires you transmuting one form of energy to another, and it requires a bit of courage. And
0: mm-hmm. that, that's the name. Beautiful. What would you say is the easiest way? Let's say that you have a, you know, difficult day. You're bogged down with work, mm-hmm. and you know you just stressed out. What do you do? What's your go-to?
1: <sighs> this is not a very inspired answer Isabel and i'm sorry i just take a shower or <laughs> shower a lot probably like four times a day but they're short so i don't waste a lot of water but <laughs> or other other than that though besides that like a quick quick refresh um i mean i do like to i, I think meditation is a very fast cure for a lot of things um
0: mm-hmm.
1: those are probably my go-to's I'm just being real with you. You know, we talked about honesty. I shower and I meditate. That's my life. That's my new channel name: showering and meditating, <laughs> <Yeah>. and no fap. <laughs> yeah, I keep you up. yeah. I was okay. I'll just tell you everything I was gonna say. I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, showering, meditating, and no fap. And then I was gonna throw in the joke like, yeah, probably not gonna address it until November. And then I'm making a music video called "Tell Her You're a No Fap Guy," and I think it's also gonna be a terrible idea. But that's what I'm doing. And then I was going to ask you, what do you do in similar circumstances when you've had a hard day? How do you get out of it?
0: Yeah, I was going to say that usually it's the easiest, simplest things that help you get out of, you know, a funk or a stressful Mm -hmm. day. And I think we overcomplicate the process. For me, it's literally, and this is probably going to shock some people, maybe not. I literally just watch cartoons. Like, the old, oh, like the old cartoons from like the 90s, like Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, Hey Arnold. Like I literally just zone out and watch cartoons because I'm very much an empath. I take on the energies of the outside world. And I get a ton of like negative energy from just being on social media, from Twitter, from, you know, keeping up with current events. So I'm just like, you know what, I'm not going to be my most powerful or most effective self if I allow myself to sink into that. So the moment that I feel that Mm -hmm. I'm sinking into that place, I, you know, just watch cartoons and I don't watch any other television. I don't watch the news you know, I read the news, but I don't watch the news. Um, I don't watch any TV. I don't, I barely even watch Netflix, but I will get on like Hulu and watch Hey Arnold.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. Do you get, do you get your empath? Being an empath is kind of annoying, I imagine. You're just kind of like, dang it, I just feel like, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, because yeah. in that sense, like I am able to, be effective of what I do and the videos that I make and the coaching because I'm also a coach and it helps me a lot to connect with people. Um, But it's Mm -hmm. also like, man, Isabel, this is not your energy. Stop taking this on. This is not yours. This is not your battle. You know, so I always gotta I wrestle with myself a lot in that. But yeah, watching cartoons or just sitting outside. Like I sit outside and I watch the birds. I look up at trees, like literally the most basic things that it's like a waste of time to other people, I have to do those things. Because I believe that we are meant to live very simple lives. And Mm -hmm. very just like, you know, in tune, you know, have work and and be outside. And I, I, we're not meant to have all this media coming at us all the time. So I think as I progress, and kind of my one of my goals in my life is to eventually kind of live off the grid. (laughs) You know, crazy.
1: Yeah. You really are
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. So I also wanted to touch on the law of attraction with you a little bit and hear your perspective or what has helped you. I know you mentioned scripting. What is your method or how do you feel is your tried and true way of manifesting what it is that you want in your life?
1: Yeah. Oh, i'll just give you the example of the like craziest law of attraction manifestation that happened to me i um the i've only had when when i was in los angeles i only had a handful of movie auditions come my way mostly it was commercials but um i was up and running for I i gave the first round of auditions for the live action aladdin movie mm-hmm. And um, it, it it had been like two. What happens is you you go two months without hearing anything, and then they ask you for another thing. So it's just a total, uh, you know, messes with your mind because you're like, okay, I didn't get it, and then they ask you for something else, and you're like, oh, this could probably change my life. I whoa oh, whoa, and um, I had just uh, sent an email to myself from the casting director in London. Um, like I just I tried it because I saw. Oh, there's this there's this like indian youtuber i don't know if he still uploads but his name is mind body spirit that's his channel and he said like just send an email to yourself from for what you want and then you'll just see it every day and you'll think you got the email and so i tried that i got sent like hey nikhil we really loved your tape we would love to have you come audition for us at pinewood studios in london and uh i mean it just happened mm-hmm. it just happened two days later so I was just like, "Whoa!" It was it was also just very similar to the language I'd used when I sent it to myself. Yeah. So it kind of freaked me out. I was like, "Like, am I living in a in the Matrix?" Um, <laughs> right. So that was that was that was the that was the only thing of that that scale of craziness.
0: Uh-huh.
1: In, in general, though, for my like law of attraction routine, I do believe in like um, running and meditating and visualizing. I think just a quick su- succession of those three things is. Um, it helps it does help with manifestation uh and then other than that i actively try not to think about my goals and the law of attraction i try to like just do it once and then let go you know mm-hmm. focus on not thinking yeah
0: interesting so you run every day is that part of your routine
1: yeah but i do so i do my running um i had read this like book spark by john rady and he said how running specifically activates brain derived neurotrophic factor and it just makes you like almost like a couple hundred percent smarter that day because mm-hmm. you have more oxygen in your brain so i just do 20 minutes so it's not like aggressive running because i think that would be pretty taxing on your knees eventually mm-hmm. but I, I run every morning and then i meditate after running ideally unless it's a like I, I woke up too late or i have to get straight into a meeting or something and then i uh visualize at the end of the meditation um, and i have a like a vision board a digital vision board i might look at that after the visualization. But then once I'm, once I've done it once, I just actively try not to, I I found that, you know, isn't that one thing, something that Esther Hicks once said, like, if you think about your goal too much, you'll start to choke it because if you really believed you had it, you wouldn't be thinking about it
0: all
1: the time. So it's like letting go part of it. Um, Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think we have to always project out You know, our vibration has to always be in this place of gratitude for us to Mm -hmm. manifest something, because if we're projecting out that we don't have it and we're constantly either praying or, you know, setting goals, it's kind of putting out that energy. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. And that's what you get back. But I'm in that same Mm -hmm. school of thought where you just have to visualize. And somebody that really resonates with me is Neville Goddard, his teachings. I don't know if you've come across them.
1: Um, he's been recommended to me so many times. I don't know why I've never read or watched any of those.
0: Yeah, just pop on one of his talks on YouTube, and he puts it very Mm -hmm. simply. And I, this whole idea of a seed has been just kind of in my consciousness for quite a while. Like planting a seed, planting a seed, planting a seed, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a theme that's been coming on. And he talks about planting a seed of your meditation, you only plant the seed once, you know, and all you have to do for that to grow is just water it, give it sun, you know, good feelings. Um, So he talks about planting the seed as just visualize once, you know, and that once you, if you do it accurately, and this is his method that he talks about before bed is creating a scene in your head with you already in past the end result of what you want. So for example, if you want to, you know, be in a certain movie, you would just visualize yourself already, maybe at the movie premiere. So the movie has already been made. You have already been cast mm-hmm. and all that. And so seeing yourself at the movie premiere or watching yourself on screen would be past the end, the end result of what you want. So further than the end. Uh-huh. So he says, create like a 10, 10 to 15, a quick scene in your head and re- play it over and over, super specific, you seeing yourself from the first person point of view looking outwardly and Mm -hmm. you seeing yourself from literally look down at your hands, what are you wearing, being super aware and having the feelings. Like how would you feel in that moment of you being in that movie premiere? You know, really excited, kind of jittery, you know, whatever. So you bring up that scene right before bed as you're dozing off and you replay Mm -hmm. that scene over and over and over again in your head, you know, eyes closed, laying down until you fall asleep. And the idea is that that is how you plant the seed accurately. And the way you know that you planted the seed accurately is if you really felt that you were there. And so that's his, his premise, you know, in a very basic sense. And I find that that works tremendously. And one thing about the law of attraction is that you don't worry about how it gets to you. You don't worry about, you know, how are you going to get from point A to point B? And I think that's where a lot of people get messed up is that they are so focused on how it's going to get to you that they're not living in the end, which is what you have to do, which living in the end is like, okay, I've got it. So I can be happy and grateful and all excited, you know, and people get too caught up in how it's going to get to you, but you just have to allow God or allow the universe to bring, to bridge those gaps. And mm-hmm. that's how it comes to you. And that. That to me is probably the simplest way. Like I just, if I want something, I visualize it once. I let it go. I know I planted the seed. I'm in that state of gratitude or I even forget about it. You know, forget about that manifestation and live your life, you know, live your life happily. And you're going to see, it's just going to come to you in ways that you didn't even imagine. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. This is why people sign up for her coaching. This is why we watch her videos about you. You give us that seed of hope, a bud of faith.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you think about it in life. If we don't have hope or faith, what's the point? You know, we're just being here till we die. Um, and I think that
1: I should have just quick timed this whole thing, and then I would have written a script, and then I've just just tossed a greatness is coming at the end, and just stolen your words. <laughs> That's what I wish I would have done, but I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. I agree with all that. I, it's a, this is a lot of stuff that I had sort of forgotten, but it's it's inspiring to hear you bring it up again. It makes me think I should, you know, get back into the old mindset. That was a pretty cool thing. Oh, do you have any crazy manifestation stories since I sh- shared you
0: mine? You know what I? I have so many. Just I, people ask me that question. That's the thing is i can't i can't mm-hmm. just pinpoint cuz to me the law of attraction i don't see it in like a in a physical sense i see it as like where sure. my life is generally and like sure. for me my biggest manifestation is just doing what I do now, like being able to work from home and set my schedule. And because I used to be in a place of extreme lack, I used to be a broke college student with student loan debt. And I was just in a dark place, like drinking all the time. And then I see where my life is now. And I didn't specifically say, I want this and this and that. I just said, okay, I want to be or have this kind of lifestyle and I just started to put the work towards and, towards it and I would just always see myself and I would always see myself traveling, you know, doing things on my terms. That was kind of my visualization. Now I'm in, at a place where I don't actively manifest anything anymore because I don't have desire. I don't have that Damn. attachment to things like, oh yeah, a house, a car, whatever, like that's all good. But yeah, I'm just in a place in my life now where I could say, well, this is my best biggest manifestation is just being confident and happy in who I am. Um, but I have manifested like specific people, um, relationships. I think one of the biggest things that i manifested was like meeting Casey Neistat. Um Why well, didn't we do that? Yeah, I met yeah, I met him. Like I was like religiously oh, watching. I I
1: know if I, if I met him, I'd be like, Casey <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, so crazy story. I back in 2016, I probably get hate for this whatever. Back in 2016, mm-hmm. um I was invited to go to the inauguration. And mm-hmm. um somebody was like, "Hey, you know, I have an extra ticket, blah blah, you want to come?" I was like, "Sure, like I've always been a political nerd, so I've always wanted to go to a presidential inauguration." Um okay. so I was like, "Okay, fine. I can't pass that up, you know?" Um okay. so I went crazy experience just all around, like crazy, crazy. (laughs) But, um, but I went and I, I was like getting bikes, like, you know, we were getting bikes and to, you know, drive around DC. And all of a sudden I was with my sister. She was like, Isabel, look, isn't that Casey? And I was like, Casey who's Casey like it didn't ring she's like look it's it's Casey yeah. she didn't even know how to say his last name she just knew that I loved him like I would watch his videos religiously and she's like it's oh, him right. and I was like oh my gosh she's like Isabel you gotta go chase him down I was like no I'm not gonna chase him she's like look he just stopped over there he was on his like on his um what like is it yeah yeah his boosted board and and then so I was like okay fine so like I get on the bike and just like a s- spur of the moment thing um get down there and he was there like filming like a group of girls were around him. And I was like, I drove up on, if you watch his vlog, I think it was like, I think it was called going to DC to see Trump or something like that. I come oh, up in that yeah. vlog.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, that that vlog has a lot of dislikes on it. <laughs> but I, I'll watch it. I'm a huge fan of it, Yeah.
0: yeah. So I I come up, you'll see me, I drive up on the bike um so that was there like, any comments like girl. <laughs> <laughs> No, people didn't know know me back then. It's no. just like who's the girl on the bike kind of comments.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Who's that oh, yeah. girl? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my comment. I'm so sorry. I'm still I'm <laughs> a discussion. Yeah, dang! I watch that. That's, that's so. Yeah. Cool.
0: So that's like my biggest thing. Like I used to watch him all the time, and I always kind of like thought, okay, I'm gonna meet him. I feel like I'm gonna meet him someday because he used to travel everywhere, you know. And I used to travel mm-hmm. a lot too, so I was like, I have a feeling like I'm just gonna meet, run into him. And sure enough, I came out on his vlog. Um, so, Damn. so Yeah, that's probably one of my coolest stories. I would say.
1: That's so dope. That's. I'm gonna watch that immediately. After this is over, <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably
0: gonna it. probably gonna get hate for that. You know, going to Trump's inauguration. But oh whatever. come on,
1: anyone would go. You'd be crazy not to take up a chance to go. It's like you're going to an event. It's not necessarily like an event you are, uh, like. It's not. It's like it's a, it's like a really big concert. You don't have to love the artist. It's just a big concert. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I
0: didn't even get to see his inaugural speech. Honestly, I just like went to that area. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy with protesters. Um, and like, yeah, it was just crazy. Like I didn't even get to see his speech or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's crazy. Casey Neistat was there. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as the law of attraction, I think that the important thing is getting specific on what you want, you know, being real with yourself about what you Mm -hmm. want and, you know, just to kind of segue into that with you is
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you say is something that, you know, your vision for your future, you know, going from here, mm-hmm. what's next for you?
1: Well, I want to show up in a Isabel Palacios vlog, and I'll just make an appearance and they'll be like, who is that scary looking Indian man <laughs> with the wide eyes? And like, oh, boys, we've done it. And then besides that, that's the primary goal after that one. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to make, like, I want every one of my videos to look like a crazy movie. Like I want it to just be insane. So I'm like, can I take this combination of like personal development topics? And I think I might start going back into semi-spirituality based topics. I sort of, for a while, I got a little sheepish about discussing them, even though I would talk about it all the time last year. And, um, yeah, like this crazy amalgamation between storytelling, acting, personal development content. Like if we if we were to make a video about the law of attraction, it wouldn't just be, I mean, it's just the law of att- attraction space doesn't have anything like that right now, where it's like um, a story-driven take on something like that. I think it could be very uh, fresh for people to see it in that way. Eventually the hope is that I can grow the channel to be big enough where I can get an agent in Hollywood. I don't know if I'd ever move back to LA again, but just to have um, access to those casting rooms. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's dangerous to dream beyond that, bigger than that, but that's, that's my ambition for the next year. Can I ask you the same question? Like what, what is the future <laughs> of the channel and your, basically what is everything you want out of life?
0: Everything okay. I want. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, like all of the things.
0: Oh, we're going to speak it into existence. Um, I yeah. think that's amazing what you want to do. And I think, you know, if you feel called to go to L.A., I think that's definitely something you should pursue because you definitely have the talent. You have the vision. Um, I could definitely see you doing like filmmaking because you are so talented, you know, with the camera and your production. It's incredible. Do you have a team?
1: I've got yeah a team of two now, yeah, but it awesome. feels weird to call us a team because we're just a couple of boys just running around the woods. But yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's how it starts, yeah. you know? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I feel like mm-hmm. you have a professional team with you because your videos, if you guys haven't checked out Captain Sinbad on YouTube, you need to because he has incredible production off the chain. So yeah, oh, definitely. I see. I see a future for you in filmmaking as well um but for me i mean i honestly either see myself living somewhere very remote you know on an island somewhere or i, I don't really like i want to have children a family get married have children a family but i don't really see that here in the united states um mm-hmm. i see it somewhere else so i i haven't really decided where i don't like push or rush myself to decide these things right away um, I believe in, in um, kind of like divine inspiration where things come to you. I just set the intention and then, it, you know, things become clear. Um, but as far as YouTube, like I see myself continuing YouTube, you know, until I just mm-hmm. get so sick of it. <laughs> but um, I continue YouTube. I want to, you know, travel around and do live events. That was kind of my plan for this summer. But, you know, sure, the yeah. pandemic couldn't do that. But that's, you know, my goal. And I think by next year, I want to be living in a completely different place. Um, And then slowly, like, you know, starting more work. I want to, you know, I've been writing a book, don't really talk about this Mm -hmm. much, but I've been writing a book Mm -hmm. this past year. And, um, you know, I want to release that. And then i kind of want to start you know, retiring from social media life and, you know, doing more behind yeah. the scenes work for sure. Um, so we'll see where sure. that where that leads me.
1: I just when you said that you'd move to an island and sort of family, I just saw a vision of you just going somewhere remote and being like, I will take you as a husband. We will start <laughs> Like, I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I just, I'm just only hoping that that's how it goes down, and then I'll make the video
0: about
1: it. <laughs> you can make the wedding video.
0: Yeah, the, the wedding video. But it's, it's a yeah, very it's aggressive
1: energy. The video. You're like Athena being like, you, you will be my husband. <laughs>
0: Or just I'll find someone to takes me to the island. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, well, yeah, I want someone to take you to the island.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. Yeah, we'll, you know, this is the thing is like, and I, I get this question a lot in my DMs mm. and things like that. Maybe you can offer a different perspective because I feel like a parrot just saying the same thing over and over again. But there's a lot of people who feel a lot of anxiety or uncertainty about the future you know in light of current events people see a lot of things breaking down and are worried about the direction we're heading off into and just you know what mm-hmm. what's next what is this going to get worse what is, you know so what would you what perspective would you offer on that or what has helped you maintain on your goals and being hopeful for the future
1: yeah I think objectively things are the best they have ever been. If you just think about like, if you lived 300 years ago, you would not be, it would not be as easy as it is now. So I think it's maybe a fallacy that some people experience to think like um, things are getting worse than ever. I think that's just, it's like the internet is just an accelerator for emotion as well. So if you are Mm. on Twitter and you see one thing, it's going to like, The algorithm is designed to lead you down a hundred things that end with you just seeing the worst atrocities in the world, but you could, you could find the same vortex in a positive direction for science, for innovation, for people helping each other. And it really just comes down to like, no matter what's happening in the world, we only live inside our own head. We only live inside our own mind. So just make your mind a really beautiful place and you will be happy and you will be able to secure your future, your family's future. Like it is all there for the taking um you just have to like you know it's like that metaphor of the lotus flower in the world and not of it i think that goes more than ever for like sure there's a pandemic but just chill in your house and learn and and cook really good meals you know who cares uh it's it, it definitely starts with the inner world so um i've been i've been doing I've been super happy uh, during quarantine, which I feel kind of guilty for saying, but
0: uh, don't feel guilt at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but I, I know a lot of people are—you know—they're struggling. Like, um, start with the inner world. You know, start with your own locus of control. Don't don't take on the burden of the world. Don't be an empath to the world. <laughs> you know, that's, don't be Isabel. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I know that when you are, when you can't help it, you know, you just end mm-hmm. up. I'm 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 curious to see. Do do you get that through your podcast as well? Then do you like do you get like character hangover from a, a podcast episode?
0: Um. What do you mean, like tired or?
1: No, no. Like, so there's this like there's this term for like when you read books. Like, if you read a really good book, you just start thinking like the mm. character. Or if you watch a TV show, you just end up like if you watch Harry Potter, everything just seems magical for a little bit. That was a dumb example, but you know what I mean. So. Do you, do you get that with like people you talk to where it's like someone you're talking to is just very uh, inspired and then you think like them or someone seems very stressed and you start to think like them? I'm just curious to see the extent of your empath abilities because I'm not one.
0: No, yeah, I do. It's like whenever, you know, energy is very contagious for me is that whenever, yeah. whenever I feel it mostly around negative people. It's like, you know, when people are very negative and angry, it kind of like, unless they're very irrationally angry and, you know, just kind of like in this weird thing, I don't take it on. I'm just like, okay, um, your anger anger (laughs) is kind of harder for me to transmute, but when people are sad and kind of in this place of helplessness, I can tend to get there with them. Um, but then I have to like pull myself out of it and be like, well, actually, you know, we should look at it in a different perspective. But yeah, I get. I tend to get that like for a little bit. If yeah. I let myself wallow in it, then yeah. But then I kind of you know have to talk myself out of it and and realize okay, I, I have this idea that I'm put in certain situations because where I, I am put around certain people to help, and that's always what I believe that I'm meant to help people, mm-hmm. and I can't help people from a place of sadness like. If you're if you have a broken knee and you know, I'm going to sit down next to you and be like, "Oh, my knee hurts too. I'm so sorry." You know, like that's not going to help either one of us, you know? So, I have to say,
1: yeah. I just have a theory. Sorry, uh that these like you're just out filling up your gas or something and then little old ladies just come up to you and just tell you their life story. Does oh, that
0: all
1: happen the time, to you? Yeah. All <laughs> like, <time. laughs> you
0: just seem like that kind of Yeah. It's <laughs> a uh, lot.
1: Hello, young lady. I would like to tell you everything. And you're like, I didn't ask for this. She's like, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. But whenever I'm around positive people, like with you, like talking with you, like my energy just goes up. You know, like I'm I'm usually when I enter, when I start a podcast with somebody, I kind of, you know, I'm very in a very mm-hmm. professional setting. But you, you're more lighthearted. You, you know, you crack jokes. You have the, a very vibrant energy. I think you're a Pisces, right? Yeah, yeah. Aren't you too? <laughs> So I vibe I vibe with you, you know.
1: Yeah. But people people have said uh that your rising sign is the most important. I don't know if we should get into this now. I've yeah. recently been getting into the astrology game a little bit, you know? So
0: Yeah. No, it makes sense. My rising is I'm very earthy. Um, hmm. so my rising is Taurus. No,
1: Capricorn. Damn, that's why you're so balanced. Because you're not like a the typical Pisces, you know, you're just so centered, you're so composed and calm and put together. I'm just like this man. I'm just a straight up crazy person. What is know? what?
0: What is your rising?
1: It's uh Scorpio. They're just like aggressive.
0: Oh, you're Scor. So you got two water signs.
1: I'm just all. Ca- That's why it's <laughs> easy for me to cry, like that, like crying on camera. I'm just like, please. I just need a reason to weep, please. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. oh my gosh I so you're do you know your um your moon
1: it's Gemini oh which my just gosh <laughs> that's everyone knows that about Gemini they're just jerks yeah what's your moon
0: mine is so I'm a Taurus rising Capricorn moon so I am very very earthy very grounded in my goals but I'm also very dreamy in my Pisces so um, yeah I can totally see. I, I kind of got Gemini vibes off of you just watching your videos, and when you told me you were a Pisces, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But that's where your creativity stems from,
1: from the Pisces, yeah. And then the Gemini is just where the just <laughs> the, the the part of me that invokes fear is where that one comes from.
0: Dude, my sister is a as a Gemini, and she scares the crap out of me <laughs> when she's in a bad mood. I just stay like I don't don't I'm not yeah, engaging totally,
1: with her totally. uh yeah I'm generally yeah. I'm generally very like sensitive I'm very sensitive you know so I'm, I'm I am I was sort of joking about the weeping thing but like I watched Captain America the first one and there was a moment where he jumps on a grenade it's like a dummy grenade but he wants to save everyone even though he's like a scrawny little guy because he doesn't have steroids yet <laughs> and I just started crying and my friends were like dude what's up but I was just like I don't know he's just so he's just so selfless that's pretty much me <laughs>
0: No, no, um, no shame in that. I'm the same way. I cry like during movies, (laughs) like I will cry. Like when something's so beautiful and touching, I cry. Um, I just, I I think what really resonates me, either animal movies, (laughs) I cry during animal movies, like, um, or love stories for sure. I'm a typical girl. Uh,
1: Oh, okay. Quickly though. I don't know if we're going over or anything, but (laughs) uh, what's your favorite What's your favorite romantic movie? You might be surprised by mine.
0: I would say it's. Man, there's so many. Probably. Mm. um, I like Casablanca, the old. Oh, I
1: forgot about that one. <laughs> it's
0: such a good movie.
1: I just love it when someone freaking sacrifices themselves, you know? Yeah. Sacrifice it's better when they don't die but when they (laughs) die that can be cool too um yeah i I just love the straight romances people don't make those as much as they used to Uh -uh. you know like back in the 50s and 60s it it, it would just be men and women not ending up together it was fantastic and now it's just uh it's a lot raunchier
0: what's your
1: favorite it's probably pride and prejudice i mean that's not that exciting when it's a good movie yeah the the uh the newer one or it's not that real i also oh, I really like atonement. which one did you ever see that atonement
0: no but i read the book in high school
1: oh damn
0: yeah you like the the classics like the, Dude, the literary I classics
1: i just love it when they're just like i have to go to war and she's like let's have sex in the library and he's like that's it and then they both die that's the that's my ideal movie basically <laughs> sex in the library they both die Sorry, this is the Gemini coming in. I apologize.
0: <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. This is a side of you I, I didn't think I was gonna encounter. So this is good. I'm gonna have to check out that movie. More oh, love stories. Have you seen um, or have you read *Weathering Heights*?
1: No, I'm sure I would love that too. You would love and it. And Tom Hardy is in the movie version of that. Which um, have you seen? This is a four-part miniseries, *North and South*.
0: No, I haven't.
1: It's the best one. Isabel, gotta check please. it out. If <laughs> based off what you've said earlier, and then favorite animal movie, it's got to be Ratatouille. Like there's no comparison. Oh,
0: I love Ratatouille. It's so like, it's so inspirational.
1: It's it is, and my best friend looks like both the mouse and Louie. Like he looks <laughs> like both. Yeah. Well,
0: they're both cute, so I think it's a compliment.
1: <laughs> the hell, he's so cute.
0: <laughs> the part in Ratatouille that I love is when. He, like, releases him and the, oh, from yeah. the little jar, and he runs away, and then he stops, and he slowly comes back. It's the cutest thing. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because that he's, is. like, you see how depressed he is when he's running away? He's, like, oh, man. And then yeah. it see, it's, like, one of your videos, A Seed of Hope Returns.
0: <laughs> yeah, where there's hope, there's life, and then there is yeah. a opportunity in a restaurant, so... It's a good movie exactly thank you so much Nikhil.
1: yeah totally totally great talking to you I was going to say yeah. we should end it with both of our taglines right next to each other <laughs> yeah
0: Take for sure well power. I have one last question for you
1: yeah. oh you do okay yeah okay, let's hear it. so then we'll end it with-
0: <laughs> if you have one piece of advice that you would mm-hmm. give whoever's listening right now what sure. would it be
1: one piece of advice, just universal piece of advice. Okay. Um, this is advice that I don't follow enough. But if you're feeling um, like a lack, you're feeling like you're wanting or you're, you feel like um, you have a goal you're after, you want to resolve a, a crisis, start with your sadhana, which is uh, the Hindi word for your spiritual discipline. For, I think for every person, it'll be their own thing. But it's like I have this it's like if if there's ever a tattoo I'm going to get I've never gotten a tattoo, but it would be this. It would be like an image of a sword with eight letters. Each of them represents one pillar of my spiritual discipline that I would believe in and uh, just line them up and do those things and do it as if it is, you know, the sword that must be polished to protect you and serve you and your your state will change and your life will change as soon as you do it, you know, and so. Um it is I think it's depending on your goals and what you want to see have happen, it, it will there will be overlaps, like everyone should meditate and stuff. But I think if things are bad, start with your internal world and your internal internal world only changes with your spiritual discipline. That's my one thing. How'd I do?
0: Incredible. I love okay. that. That is so true. <laughs> and literally everything starts from within. So go ahead and end that with your tagline
1: greatness is coming when you take back your power out
0: there you go <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna end that and i'm gonna end that mm-hmm. with doesn't matter where you are in life no matter what you're going through or what you look like or what your journey has been thus far mm-hmm. always remember your true beauty your true worth and your true power always come from within <laughs> How'd I do? <laughs> that,
1: was, that was epic as well. Uh, I'm not surprised by your eloquence. I need some of that Taurus energy, you know? I think that's
0: today. I'm sending you all the Taurus energy, all the vibes. Nikhil, thank you so much yeah. for being on here with me. And I really appreciate you. And before we sign off, let us know where can we find you?
1: You can find me at nrajapande Pandey on Instagram if you wanted to send me a message and connect. And my channel's name is Captain Sinbad. It's a stupid title, but it's like a literary hero that I really connect with. And so that's why I named it that. Yeah, and likewise, thanks so much for having me on. It's just really fun to talk to you. I've known about you for so many years. So I feel like this is just a a great culmination and a great, I think a start of a friendship, I hope.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'd love to have you on my channel. And, you know, connect from here and I have a feeling we'll meet up Mm -hmm. sometime in the future and create and it's going to be awesome. And also I'm going to have you back on here for sure (laughs) because I feel like we can – I mean, I didn't even touch into, you know, your Hinduism and, you know, your practices like that, which I think would be super interesting. But thank you so much, Nikhil, and thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Taking Back Your Power. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.